0: Right. Hi, everybody. Um, I am excited about the message that literally the Lord, He wrote last, two weeks ago. We didn't get to it. And then He said, you're going to preach it today. So here we are. Um, uh, we were wrapping up basically First and Second Kings. And there was a message that I did want to just, really short, quick, concise, but I think... That it is, of course, a now word that the Lord has for us to encourage um, and and to challenge us. Actually, um, the the word of God and and then the Spirit that breathes life on the word of God um, is always coming and challenging. It's always always saying, you know, there's there's more um, to to pursue in this life with. The living God, uh, and um, you know, especially in these days with uh, coronavirus um, and our quarantine life that we are in, um, and all the things that are being shaken right now. We're on the other side of Passover. Um, we're looking forward and ahead to Pentecost, um, and uh, when when the the church is born there in uh, you know the New Testament. We're coming close to that timeline. Um, and uh, But I do see um, something for us in a story we're going to look at, um, Eli- Elisha. Uh, so let me just begin with a quick word of prayer. Um, dear Heavenly Father, um, hmm, we just come before you now and ask that you would uh, quicken our hearts, Lord God, to receive the word um uh, this this day, um, that we would hear uh, what your Spirit wants to awaken. In us, um, that you would breathe life over um, places where there is apathy or hopelessness, um, uh, shadow, um, uh, double-mindedness, um, and and you would bring um, clarity. Right now, you would bring direction um, and and provision, a, a clear voice um, directing the steps of the righteous. Um, as we uh, come and submit ourselves to the living word of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we ask these things. Amen. So, um, again, a quick word. Uh, you know, again, the last couple weeks when, when we were meeting um, this way, uh, we were looking at the spirit of Elijah. And I was bringing up how uh, the spirit of Elijah is prophesied that it's going to be poured out uh, before the second coming of Jesus Christ, which we know is very, very near, nearer than it's ever been before. We also looked at uh, the spirit of Jezebel uh, and how that shows up in the end times also. You have that in the book of Revelation. If you want to know more about those two spirits, um, we have teachings on both of those, but to Today, I want to um, actually extract some things um, from a story that uh, uh, Elisha, Elisha is the main character. So Elijah, Elisha took um, up the mantle of um, the ministry. And the prophet Elijah. And I think that there is something so pertinent for us today, so relevant, so alive for us to learn and glean from and to be stirred in. I know it has stirred me. So, um, okay, I want you to come with me into this scene. It's dramatic. God is dramatic. I don't know if you've noticed. Very dramatic. Uh, the scene where Elijah he is about to be raptured. It's it's coming to his last uh, moments here on the earth. And he has been told he's a prophet of God. And it, the Lord tells us, and Amos said, he does nothing without telling his prophets first what he's going to do. That's what the Lord does. He's told his prophet Elijah, you're, you're going to come and be with me soon. So he's ready. And there he is. He's about to be raptured. And his mantle is then given to Elijah. Elisha and this would speak of his his authority his calling his anointing of being a prophet. And so it it he he gets raptured he's taken up in that fiery chariot and then all of a sudden the mantle of Elijah falls and Elisha takes that mantle. He picks it up He goes to the exact same river where he had just previously seen Elijah, his master that he was following. Elijah went to this river, and now Elisha is coming with that same mantle, and he parted the waters in two ways. It just split before the prophet Elijah, and he walked across on dry ground, and now you have Elisha. Okay, and he comes, he takes that mantle, he comes to that exact same river where he had seen Elijah split that sea, and he takes that mantle, and I want you to put yourself in those shoes right now. He takes that mantle and he picks it up and he slaps the water, he cries out, Where is the God of Elijah? Where is the God of Elijah? And the water splits in two, and the man of God walks across dry ground, just as Elijah had done. Listen, listen, let your faith be stirred right now <laughs> as the Lord pours. Out the spirit of Elijah on you, on me in these last days. Seek this for yourself. Listen, hear the word of the Lord. That is how faith comes. It is by hearing and that of the word of the Lord. And so I'm asking you right now to act actively choose to believe. Enact your faith. That's how faith comes. The God of Elijah and Elisha is your God and my God today. Today. And the question is, do you know him? Do you know that God? Do you know the God of Elijah? Do you know the God of Elisha? The God of miracles? Because he is the same yesterday, Today and forever, and He's pouring out that Spirit now, uh, and and I want to ask you: As the Lord stirred me, do you know the God of Elijah? Hmm. Where is the God of Elijah? Second Kings, uh, chapter six. I want to give you this story, verses eight through twenty-three. Tells us a story about how the king of Syria was coming against Israel. Now, they would, they would go there, and they would make their secret plans. They're, you know, mapping out their conquest and war plans. <laughs> and the man of God, and I'm speaking to you here, listen, the man of God, Elisha, he would hear what these men were planning in their tents, uh, in their camp. God would let them, literally let Elisha hear the plans that they were making in secret in their tents. Elisha would then tell the king of Israel the enemy's plans, and it happened again and again and again and again. And the Lord wants to tell his people who know the God of Elijah, pick up that mantle as the Spirit is being poured out the plans of the enemy that are being made in the secret tents against literally the children of the Lord right now. He wants to do that same thing to you and I when we are open and listening to His Spirit, led by His Spirit, we know and follow and believe in the God of Elijah, just like Elisha. So Elisha gets these secret plans as God tells all of it to his prophet, to the man of God. And then then he would go and tell the king of Israel what the attack of the enemy would be so that again and again, they would be protected, they would be safe, that the plans of the enemy would be thwarted. God wants to do that to you and I today. Syria, this is hilarious, thinks there's a spy. I mean, rightfully so. There's a spy in our midst. Someone keeps telling Israel our plans. Second Kings uh, chapter six, verse 12 says, then one of his servants, this is there in, in the enemy's camp. One of his servants said, no, my Lord, the king, but Elisha the prophet who is in Israel tells the king of Israel things that you speak in your own bedchamber. This makes me think of Jeremiah 33, verse 3. I woke up last night. Look at the phone. I see 3, 3, 3. It was 3 a.m., 3.33 in the morning. And I always bring up this verse. When that shows up on the clock there, I started praying and interceding, even for this message today, uh, not even knowing I was going to be preaching it. But that verse says, call out, cry out to me, and speaking to the Lord, that I might show you things that you couldn't possibly know. And we're looking at that demonstrated here in our story things that he couldn't possibly know. Elisha is there, you know, in, in a whole different space within Israel, and he hears what they're whispering in their bedchambers, the king's plan, the enemies of, of literally the people of God. And, and it's told, like, he hears the secret things because God reveals it to him. He knows the plan. So the king says go get Elisha, go get this man, this prophet. He sends horses and chariots to go retrieve Elisha. He surrounds the city of Dotham at night where Elisha and his servant live. The servant sees with his eyes, his physical eyes, he sees all the chariots. He sees the army and he starts freaking out. What do we do? What do we do? We're outnumbered. We're outflanked. We're completely surrounded by soldiers, by chariots. And then in verse 16, and hear this, let this land and receive it for your own spirit right now. He says, fear not. The man of God speaks the word of God and says, fear not. For they that be with us are more than they that are with them. And again, this is a word for us right now. Elisha prays then after that, after he speaks to his servant's heart, don't fear. You can't see. I want you to know, though, there's more with us than the enemies that you perceive and you see with your physical eyes. Then Elisha prays, Lord, open his eyes that he might see. Open up his spiritual sight because we don't only have these five physical senses. We, we have senses in the spirit that God has given to us. And Elisha said, he's seen with his physical eyes. And what he sees with his physical eyes is he is encircled in camp. There's no way out. There's no answer. We are surrounded. We are outnumbered. And then the man of God says, Lord, open his spiritual eyes that he might see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. It's in verse 17. So here we have a glimpse into another realm. And the Lord is wanting to bring you and I, Christian, today, to be able to cry out and say, fear not, as we speak to our soul like David did. And then we ask, Lord, open my spiritual eyes because it looks like the enemy is encircling around. There's no way out. Hope is fleeing. And we're overwhelmed by what we see with our physical sight and understanding. And the Lord wants to bring us like you're seeing in this story, he wants to bring us into another dimension. These are the days that we're living in. There is a power around you that you and I don't see. There is a spirit realm around you and I that we do not see or perceive with our physical sight, our physical eyes. There is warfare that is around you right now that you don't see. And things are not what they appear or seem to be when you only are walking and using your physical senses. You need to remember right now. You need to understand. You need to know. You need to start walking in these things. This is practice right now. As we're in these corona times, uh, we're we're entering into the last days. We're in these prophetic hours now. All these things opening up around us. And the Lord is drawing you and I into actually remembering to know, to believe practically the word of God that says you are and I are a spirit being. You are made in the image and the likeness of God, the father, and you are a spirit. First and foremost, you are a spirit being that has a soul that resides inside this tent, inside of this body. And so I'm trying to speak to your spirit man right now. Uh, in, In this time presently, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about these things I have uh, on my chalkboard, um, and it used to be right when I walk out my door, a few things that I've written on there. And on the very top, and again, I'm just bringing you into my thoughts. I'm bringing you into what the Lord is stirring in me. I, 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 I'm, I'm gonna just kind of let these things linger and hover over you. They're not my thoughts. This is the Word of God, and I'm going to just, but just place it before you and ask that you would start thinking, that you would start meditating on the Word of God with me, and see where the Holy Spirit might lead us in these times. But the thing that I have written at the very top of this chalkboard, um, is the Lord Jesus Christ is, he's commissioning his disciples. Do you know what he told them to do? He said, cast out demons, heal the sick, raise the dead and, and preach the gospel, bring the good news, bring the hope, Speak of the kingdom that is at hand. But those things are literally listed. And and, and here we are in this time, and it's it's just starting to—it's rattling around in my brain. I want it to rattle in your brain. I want to speak to your spirit man right now, I know, that is being quickened as you hear these words. We do know that we are living in the last days. And we are to be his disciples. You and I, his followers. Do you know that they used to actually call them, oh, those are the followers of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. They called them little Christ, little Christ. That's what you and I are to be walking around in the world today. And again, I'm being challenged. I'm being challenged and I want you to be challenged with me. I want you to be seeking the Lord. The Lord is asking us right now like in no other time before with so much uncertainty. And talk about feeling like you're surrounded and the enemy winning and this plague out there and all the different things going on, the information that's coming at us. And it's like, literally, as, as we get one uh, headline from the news, uh, you know, that speaks, you know, and says, this is what this virus is and truth and where it came from and what we're going to do, you get another headline. And it totally contradicts this headline. And so for the children of God, we've got to come and submit ourselves to the Word of God. We live by the Word of God. Uh, These words, His ways, His life, literally the same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, if you are a believer and a follower of Him, now resides in you and resides in me. That same power, that same dunamis, his life. And it's starting to just well up inside of me and it's just churning. And the Lord, it's like I can hear and you gotta dramatize it with me, you know? And and put yourself in that place where you say, where is the God of Elijah? And you're looking for those miracles because our God is a miracle working God and because you believe. Because our hope is not, you know only in in vaccines and man's wisdom although God give give us the answers bring the answer and the solutions to the doctors bless the nurses we pray for all of these things but ultimately we put our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ And he is the answer. He is the cure for everything that ails us. And we know, like I said many, many times, that he is coming again soon. We need to know his word and then live accordingly. Where is the God of Elijah in my life and in yours? And what does that look like? What does that mean? I'm not going to give you all the answers here. I'm just going to give you the word of God and let this land on you. Let you wrestle with this. You know, uh, I want you to realize that in the spirit, there are more with us than there are with the enemies of the Lord. There are more with us. We need to be able to see the angelic on assignment over your family, over your health, over your finances. Where is the God of Elijah? We need to ask the Lord to open up our spiritual eyes, that we, like Elisha's servant, might see, that we might actually see the fiery chariots and the angels all around those who belong to Yeshua. Open our eyes needs to be the heart cry right now. May we not be afraid. May we not be afraid. Do not fear. And may we see, God, what you see. What are you unfolding? What are you planning? What are you doing? And then we align ourselves and we follow where he's going in shadow step. May we know and experience the God of Elijah in our own lives. Remember, two weeks ago, I was talking to you about Jeremiah fifteen nineteen. And that verse, I am telling you too many stories, but very supernaturally, an anointing all over it. It is a word for right now. Where the the idea is we as the children of God, led by the sons of God are led by the spirit of God, okay? Um, We need more than ever to ask for discernment. That's a spiritual gift that the Lord wants to give to his kids. He wants to pour that out. We need that discernment to be able to extract, pull out from the vial, from the vile, and then find the precious. We need to be able to extract and literally from what is worthless and say, no, this is worthless. This is not the word of God. This is not what I'm going to walk in. This is not what I'm going to dwell on. This is not what I'm going to speak. This is not what I'm going to think. And you submit yourself to the word and what the word says, and then be able to extract what the Lord is saying, what the Lord is doing. As you're filled with his word. You're prayed up. You're filled with his spirit. You're aligning with him and you're not praying like my dad just spoke on last weekend. Not your will be done, but but literally God, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're, all, we're learning how to do that right now. And we need that Jeremiah 15, 19 over our lives. We need spiritual wisdom for these days. These are not ordinary days. You know, the catchphrase is unprecedented days, unprecedented times, and they are. The world has never seen anything like this before. So it's all new. This is a new path and a new way. So we need to say, God, what does that look like? And then align ourselves with him. And it's not gonna come from man's wisdom. You cannot manage this thing. You cannot fix this thing. You cannot solve this thing. Only the Lord can. We need Him. We need His wisdom. He is wisdom. And, and he says, it's not man's plans. It's not man's words. It's it's not, we're going to have to be able to discern church right now. He's growing us up. We're supposed to grow up and mature into the full stature of Jesus Christ himself. And and that comes with, with testing periods and, and trials. And we're in them right now. So this is the time to start to apply and learn how to practically walk these things out. So not just listening to what 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 all the prophets are saying right now because as we keep going through the word of God we're going to see that there are many false prophets who speak peace peace in Jeremiah's day as we're going to see when really what the Lord was doing was completely uh, uh, contradictory to what those false prophets were saying Um, but the only way that we're going to be able to do that is if we're able to say Lord open my eyes and I, I will not be in fear because that is a spirit and you haven't given me a spirit of fear. That, that I am a spirit being first. That I have spiritual eyes to see. That you want to give me discernment in these times. That you want to show me things like Jeremiah 333 3. Things that I couldn't possibly know unless you showed them to me. Just like Elisha showed us, he heard the secret plans of the enemy. And so he was able to avert those plans because God gave it to him supernaturally. Naturally. So again, uh, you know, we need to hear and know what God is doing, what God is saying, and it's going to be done supernaturally. Um, And it's only as we come humbly and we hunger, we have an appetite for the things of, of the Lord, we believe with faith, we mix it with faith, the word and the stories that I just read to you. We say those are true and those are not past and ancient stories, but that same God lives and resides in me and I'm going to see the God of Elijah do the miraculous and supernatural in my life and we want to see it in your life. So um, uh, next Tuesday, we are going to dive right into our new study um, as we continue going through the whole Word of God. We it's all archived. If you have missed, we started in Genesis. We uh, we are now going to go into our next section. And we're doing big swaths of scripture, big big chunks of scripture, that we're going through um, to get the big picture of what God, His redemptive story, the purpose of man, our relationship with Him, um, and how He is faithful to His word in the past, in the present, and He will be in the future. Um, And we will not be Bible ignorant, will we? We will we will know the Word of God. We will live by the Word of God. Uh, We just finished first and. 2nd Kings, and now we're going to go into the prophets. Um, and in 2nd Kings, I want you to know this, in 2nd Kings chapters 11 through 17, the backdrop, um, uh, so there's, you just went through those stories with me, all the, the the kings, the kingdoms, how it's divided after you. David unites the all the tribes of Israel, then his son Solomon and his sin then ends up dividing it, and you have the northern uh, kingdom of Israel, then you have uh, you know Judah, uh, and so that we just went through. But I want you to know that Jonah, the prophet Jonah, Amos, Hosea. They are all prophesying at the time of 2 Kings, chapter 11 through 17. Then chapters 18 through 25 in kings, you have Obadiah, the prophet. He's prophesying and he's speaking the word of the Lord at that same time that those things are taking place. The prophet Joel, the prophet Isaiah, uh, Micah, uh, Nahum, Habakkuk, uh, Zephaniah and Jeremiah, all. Prophesying the word of the Lord at that time, and their words ring true today. If you've been with us for any amount of time, you know that uh, the the Greek mindset and and how we would think of prophecy is there is a prophecy given, and there is a direct line, and it happens once, and it's complete, and you check it off the box, the list and you move on. But the Hebraic mindset, because that's the way that the our God wrote through the Hebrews, and in that mindset, it goes and a prophecy is given, and there is a circle. There's a circular pattern. He's training us. He's teaching us until, until a final fulfillment happens. And so there's so many prophecies that are in these Prophets, the, these books that are relevant uh, for the end times that we're living in now. So, next Tuesday, we will begin going through those prophets. So, um, if you would join me this week in actually reading through, listen, Amos, Hosea, and the book of Micah. And yes, I did just say three books, but you are in quarantine and so we all have more time. And what we should be doing is filling ourselves with not binge watching Netflix, although it's fine if you do that, as long as you binge watch and read and partake and meditate of the word of God more so, um, so you have the time. Amos, Hosea, Micah, uh, before the teaching next week, and we are going to dive into that. Um, let me just end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you and I praise you um, for the, the your word. I thank you that man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Uh, that that you know, even you, Jesus, you spoke that you know you had you had bread that that. His disciples knew not of, and it's spending time with you. It's 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 learning of you. It's it's uh, partaking, being literally transformed and made new into that new creation. Um, that that because of the cross and the resurrection and your Spirit now living in us, that that we're being transformed. Um, we're we're learning. Uh, about even our spiritual eyes, about this realm around us, Lord God, and even the spiritual warfare that's going on, we all feel it, we know it. So, Lord God, um, mature us, help us to have uh, that Jeremiah, um, you know, fifteen nineteen, alive in us. We're, we're uh, discerning the times that we live in. We are not to be ignorant of the seasons and the times that we are living in. That you don't do anything without telling your kids first. And and you're wanting to speak to us like you never have before. Uh, Don't let us harden our hearts in these days, but let it be soft ground, Lord, that your spirit starts speaking to us. You open our spiritual eyes like you did the servant of Elisha, and we see, we see the chariots of fire around us. We see you. We see Jesus, ultimately, the author and finisher of our faith. In the mighty name of Jesus, we ask these things Amen. And I will see you next Tuesday. God bless you guys.